Hello and welcome to the first ever Backyard Hotcakes podcast episode. I'm your host, uh, Swishy McMuffin, a.k.a. you just call me Joe if you wanted to. That's good too. And we're just going to be talking about really sports in general, anything that interests me. Uh, I'm an Orioles fan, a Devils fan, a Steelers fan, and a Celtics fan. So you could just tell how my sports experience goes right there. Um... With that being said, I just want this podcast to be a nice experience for everybody that listens. Just something that you can do whatever you want with when you listen to this. Because I'm going to really be pissed off half the time when I talk about my teams. Because obviously, I like the Orioles and the Devils, as I said. They both fucking suck. And it is a terrible time to watch them play. And with all that. But, since the Devils are in the playoffs... I get to make fun of other teams because no one could say anything to me. Because all I have to say, I know, my team's trash anyway, so let me make fun of yours. So, we're going to dive right into our first podcast-type topic. It'll be the Stanley Cup playoffs. And when I'm recording this, I just finished watching the Montreal and Toronto game. Game 7 of their first-round playoff series. And wow, did fucking Toronto shit the bed. They were up 3-1. to one. They joined the 3-1 club in sports, too, of blowing that lead. And they let Montreal, out of all teams who snuck their way into the playoffs, to beat them in Game 7. 3-1 to one in Game 7, too. Toronto, the curse lives on. Toronto can't do anything to go past the first fucking round in the playoffs. They have two... Out of the next two years, they have six first-round picks. That is fucking terrible. You basically sold your future away for the now, and the now is not working, whatever you're doing. They didn't need to get Felino. They needed Taylor Hall, but obviously Taylor Hall went to Boston, and look how that's working out right now. But they're not making the right moves for that team. They need to add one more skilled player because Matthews and Marner had a terrible series. It was unlucky what happened to Tavares in the series. It's unlucky that they lost Jake Muzzin for Game 7. But still, you as a team, you're one of the best teams in the NHL. You can't let Montreal be the team to beat you in Round 1, let alone. Terrible look for Montreal. Terrible look for Toronto. Montreal, what a fucking gutty. They had a heart all throughout the series. And they just proved that they wanted to win the series more. Whether they get uh, shellacked by uh, Winnipeg coming up, that's remaining to be seen, but they can give them a good test. But, just a shitty series by Toronto. You're up three fucking games to one, and you lose. You're, you're, their organization is becoming such a joke and a meme now that it's, like, it's even sad to like listen to them and watch them and even make fun of their fans on Twitter. All they do is bitch and moan and cry now. Like You kind of start to feel bad, but at the same time, go fuck yourself. So... Finishing off of that sad series, let's leap on to another sad series. The fucking Edmonton Oilers got swept 4-0 to the Winnipeg Jets. The two top point getters in the NHL this season, McDavid and Drostidle, were, were literally held off the score sheet or just remained quiet the whole series. But the most sad part about that series is Game 3 in Winnipeg... <sighs> The Edmonton Oilers are up 4-1 to one with about 10 minutes left. That's almost a guaranteed win in the NHL. What do they do? 
Winnipeg scores a quick goal with like eight minutes left. Then they score one right after that. And then about another minute later, they score one right after that. All of a sudden, it's 4-4. You let up three goals within eight fucking minutes. Within three minutes, actually. Fuck the eight. Three minutes, you let up three fucking goals. I don't understand how that big of a collapse can happen. Then you let them win in overtime. Right away. Paul Stasny. Fucking, what a goal he had. But you can't lose a 4-1 game that you were winning in overtime like that. That is an embarrassment. And then game four, they just didn't show up. They That was a shit show of a game too. And Winnipeg ended up taking it in overtime. That one too. An awful look for Edmonton. McDavid was quiet in the series, which was kind of a shame there too. He kind of with the Matthews and Marner situation where they just didn't really perform as the as up to their standards. But really, Edmonton's only draw title on McDavid. After that, there's nobody on that fucking team. He has no help at all. Like, you have to question whether or not he's just getting sick and tired of this bullshit up in Edmonton. Where he can, he might give him a year or two, and then he's like, fuck off. And he can go somewhere else, like the fucking Rangers or something like that. You have no idea what he's thinking. And then you have no idea what their GM's going to do to aid the situation. Because Tyson Barry, he's fucking looking like he's going to get out of there. A couple other guys look like they want to get out of there. Every, other guy, every guy on that team is fucking replaceable, except for McDavid and Drastidal. They can make so... A better choice of who they get in the offseason and who they can trade for in that to help McDavid out a little bit. But in the end, it's going to be another shithole season next year. They're going to make the playoffs and they're going to lose in the first round again because there's no help for McDavid at all. And it's going to be another shit show. But to look how the Jets play, Jets just dominated play the whole series. They were just the better team by far. They really played up, in, up to their standards of the year. They really played... Well, all throughout the year, and they're a team that's made for the playoffs. They're they're gritty, they're tough, they're able to score on you, and they're able to play defense and lock down players as they did with McDavid and Drastidal. What a series by them! And to be honest, they're honestly the dark horse right now. They're the dark horse team that they're the good team, but no one really thought about them coming into this. Everyone thought Edmonton was going to shit stomp them, and look what happened. They fucking shit stopped Edmonton. So when you look at it, it's like, oh shit, they're a real fucking threat to whoever they have to play. Coming up, so they have to play Montreal coming up, which I think that's going to be a really good series. But I think Winnipeg's going to take it in like six games or so. <laughs> but Winnipeg's just that team where it's like they might have the edge to beat a team like the Avalanche. They can beat Tampa Bay if they come out of their uh, out of the uh, whatever the, the Central Division, and they could beat Boston if they come out of the Central Division. They could be the Islanders if they come out of of the uh, Eastern Division. Bruins with the Eastern Division too. My bad. But, you gotta look at that team, you gotta be scared of them. And I'd be scared of them if I were fucking Montreal right now. Even though, if I was Montreal, I'm fucking on my high horse right now. We just fucking beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, one of the best teams in the NHL. You can do whatever the fuck you want right now. But, we're gonna switch gears to the Central Division. And we're gonna talk about that fucking great Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers series. What a series that was. The rivalry during the season lived up to the hype in the playoffs. It was, these were some really good straight-up playoff games to watch. But it, it was a little bit of a shithole for Florida with goaltending and stuff like that. Bobrovsky looked awful. Then you had Drieger come in. He, had, he was decent for a game. Then he fucking shit the bed again. Then you got Spencer Knight coming in. He fucking get you that win you desperately needed. He only he up the first shot of the game and then didn't let, let in a goal other than that. He fucking looked amazing. And then... The, and then in the elimination game, game six, 
He did. He still looked good. A couple of weird bounces, a couple of goals, maybe one he should have had. But he looked really good. He looked, looked like he's the future goalie for this um, Panthers team. What the fuck are you going to do with Bobrovsky now if you're a Florida Panthers GM? Got to fucking say, I, I say send him off. He's obviously not the goalie of the future. He's not what he was in the past. And you have fucking Spencer Knight in your back pocket. Got to fucking use him. Got to use him. But other than that, I mean, Florida's defense was terrible. They didn't help their goalies either. Defensive zone was awful, and you can't have that way against Tampa Bay Lightning, who are just going to burn you on every time. Every time you fucking make a mistake, they're just going to burn your ass. But their offense looked good. Offensive from Barkoff. Fucking, they had, like, weird guy. I forget what the fuck his name was, but the one guy who uh, won it in OT for Florida. He thought that was a weird name to score, but they really had guys, and fucking uh, Ekblad looked good, too. But they had guys who were just scoring. They they proved that they were a scoring team. But the thing is, they don't have any, they don't have anything after that. They they looks like they have the goaltending piece they need. Just need to develop them a little bit more. But they need to figure out that defense. And I think next year, if Florida can figure out that defense, they're going to be right back where they are right now, and they probably make it a little bit farther into the playoffs. But as for Tampa Bay, their power play looked great. You just can't stop that power play. Even uh, even Braden Point alone with him on a power play looks amazing. Then you had Hedman, you had Stamkos, you had Kucherov when he's healthy. Fucking unstoppable power play. And you really, really can't stop it. You're, you're literally just fucked. You better not just take a penalty because or else you're fucked. <laughs> but Tampa Bay proved they can compete with anybody. They can. They're, they proved that they're more than a skilled team. They proved that they can get into a rough and tough series as they probably will if they beat, uh, if they beat um, fucking Carolina coming up. That then that's gonna be a tough series for him too. They they got they prove they can handle the toughness and Carolina had a lot of toughness against Nashville. So I I think that's gonna be a really good series coming up, and I'll give the prediction for that series after I go over Carolina series next. <laughs> but they prove they can compete with anybody, and that's such a great sign from such a skilled team. They can be physical with you and they can score score on you and make you fucking pay for everything you do. Now we're talking about the Hurricanes, let's talk about that series. That was honestly at first, after the first two games, I said, what a shitty series this is. Fucking Carolina's going to shit stomp them and fucking just go off on them and beat them and sweep them. But no, fucking Nashville came roaring back. Four straight OT games up until from game three to six. Fucking Car- they both split them 2-2, but Carolina got the best of them in game six and won the series. But I got to say, I got to give it to Nashville. They fucking look terrible the first two games, and they won't get the fuck up, and they look good every game after that. Just bad bounces and face-off plays. Just really... Came down to burning their seed. They could have. They could have won that series. A little chip here, a little chip there. They could have won that series, and that would have been a, a shocker to the fucking hockey world if Carolina lost this series. But Nashville proved that they 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 snuck into the playoffs in the first place. But they proved that they kind of did belong there. That they had the mentality, they had the toughness, and they had they could they were able to score on Carolina too, which really helped. Nobody really think they could do, but. Nashville in general, they look good. I kind of like their performance in it. They'll be back next year, obviously. I don't think they're going anywhere anywhere anytime soon, so look for them to come back. Um, Carolina's a legitimate threat. They are a threat to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're a threat if they beat the Lightning to any other team that comes out of their divisions. They can score. They can hit. They can play defense. They can fucking goaltend out of their fucking minds. It is such a fucking great team to watch, and having fans back in that arena, it suffocates you. Just suffocates you. But, with them playing Tampa Bay, that series is going to be such a good fucking series. They're probably going to go back and forth every game, and fucking it's probably going to go seven games, I'd say. Um, 
I want to give the edge to Tampa Bay because of the power play because Carolina does take penalties. So I'd say Tampa Bay wins the series in seven games. But I could see Carolina winning this in seven games too. But I think Tampa Bay is going to win it. They're going to edge them out. They're going to out, outplay them and outskill them, I'd say. They're going to be even in every other area, but, it's, but so then the skill is going to be the one that sets them apart from everything. So for that one, 4-3 Tampa Bay for that series. Now, let's move on to the fucking Eastern Division. And holy shit, Tristan Jari sucks. Penguins and the Islanders. That 4-2 four, four series, but really, Pittsburgh did not win, deserve to win a single game in that series. How does Tristan Jari let up like 100 goals on his glove side? That was fucking terrible to watch, terrible to fucking listen to. All of fucking Twitter was fucking killing him out there. <coughs> but, who knows, Jari's not a fucking goalie. He's fucking AHL level status, and he's just a fucking idiot. And I don't, I just, I have no fucking words for him. It was fucking terrible to watch him. But the Islanders proved they could fucking score a lot in that will whenever they don't can't play defense. So they had a couple, a couple shootouts with Pittsburgh, like 5-4, 4-3, stuff like that. Proved they can score, proved they can win those types of games. I really like them coming, moving forward. But Sorokin looked good, but yet again, he also looked shaky. So I think they're still going to do a Sorokin and Varlamov tandem going into the Boston series coming up. Switching back and forth, whoever looks good that day, going to go with them. So Islanders are, Islanders are just suffocating in general, the way they play hockey. It's just a team that suffocates. There's really not much to say about them. They're a fucking boring team to watch, except for the couple games that they fucking just score at will. Like even Paul Marion Zajac scored the other day. Like, holy shit, what the fuck was that? Fucking two guys who are not known for scoring this year. Fucking light up the lamp. Great to watch. Love it as, love it as a Devils fan. I hope, out of all the teams, that's the one team I would hope that wins the Stanley Cup is the Palmieri and Zajac, but we'll see. Boston's really tough. But speaking about the Bruins in the Caps series, the Caps look awful. They were not the Caps that we know. They're not the Caps that play the regular season. They're not the Capitals that beat the fucking Devils eight straight times during the season, which is fucking, that's another shit show of a story. But the Bruins are just that much better than them. The Bruins prove that they are were, were a superior hockey team in that series. And that really, fucking Capitals didn't belong on the same ice as them. The top guys performed for Boston. You had Hall performing. You had Marshan, Bergeron. Fucking uh, McAvoy was looking fucking good. Pasternak, fucking amazing. He had a, and he's just, he's just such a f- good fucking hockey player. You gotta love him. You gotta love him every time you see him out there and all that. And... It's just, that was such a good, that was not a good series, but it was a good series for Boston. The series to watch it, it was, it was so quick. Five games, Capitals really didn't put up a fight. After they went down 2-1, you knew it was over. Because they won the first game, and then they lost the next game. Like, okay, we get the next one back. Well, once they didn't get that one back from Boston and Washington, you knew, you knew that series was over. But uh, Ovechkin's contract is up this year, but he's probably going to resign. I don't see him going anywhere else. The only other place I could see would be fucking Tampa Bay if they don't win the cup. But I don't think that'll happen. I think he's going to stay in Washington. And uh, we'll see what happens with the Capitals coming up, even though fuck Tom Wilson. So, yeah. But out of the Bruins-Islanders series, I'd say I'd give the edge to the Bruins. They're just they're just better. They're Even though the Islanders play a suffocating defense, fucking... Boston is scoring is way too much for them to handle. Even if they shut them down, Boston's still going to get chances to fucking score it and rip them in every chance they get. So finally, we're going to look at the fucking Pacific Division. And let's talk about the Avs and Blues series first. Avs fucking killed the Blues. The Avs are just that much better than every team in the NHL. 
It's not even like the blue. The blues did get outplayed and everything like that. But they look they look good at points. But the average is that much better than we have. Fucking Nathan McKinnon scoring. Nathan McKinnon scoring in small ass areas in front of the net. You're not stopping him. That's just like serious though. You might as well call it right then. Fucking pack the bag and go home. But average is the team to beat. That is the team this year for the Stanley Cup. That's the team to beat. If you beat them, you're gonna win the cup. Whoever gets them, if Vegas beats them coming up, Vegas wins the cup. There's no team. I don't see a team beating the Avalanche this year. Only team I can give them a run for their money, I'd say, is Boston. Boston just plays a certain game where they can just go in with anybody and play anybody and it doesn't fucking matter. That's the one matchup I would love to see for a Stanley Cup final if the seeding works out that way. But the Blues, the Blues are the Blues. Fucking Bennington looked terrible again. Fuck it. It looked like he quit after game three. Like he was done. Let in some really stupid fucking goals. He's very memeable now. And it just makes it really makes you wonder that fucking year they won the cup. How much of a. Was that actually a fluke? Or is just Bennington just not the same as he injured and stuff like that? But it really makes you think that maybe he really is an AHL goalie who had a tremendous year. But still remains to be seen. Bennington's still youngish in his NHL career. So we'll see how that goes. But as the Avalanche, they have to play Vegas coming up. And in that Vegas series, Vegas, fucking, they don't look too good. Fucking the Wild gave them a run for their money in seven games. And I, and I thought the Wild could have beat them in that, in that game seven. But they just came and scored on them. And that pressure from Vegas against the Wild was just, I don't think anybody really thought Wild were going to win more than one or two games this series. And they fucking won three and they almost won four. So... But Vegas struggled big time. I mean, yeah, the Wild are good with their young guns. We let Zach Parise score on you multiple times. And that just, that's just not happening. Defense was just at points. And that's going to really hurt them against the Avalanche, who will literally make you pay on every mistake you make. Even with McKinnon's fucking speed, Cal McCarr's speed. Fucking, you have fucking Ranton and Landeskog running around out there. Graves running around out there on defense. Fucking shocker how many points he's getting right now in four games. But we'll see how that goes. But another big story. Ryan Reeves is a fucking scumbag. That guy does... Fucking, how do you cross-check Suter when you see his numbers into a goalpost? And then not expect to get a fucking penalty on that. And now now he's suspended two games for after game one of the Avalanche series. Because I'm recording this after watching the first, the first games of most of the series of the second round right now. But he gets suspended two games for a scumbag play on Graves. It try it, it was intent to injure. He's a fucking scumbag, and I don't. There's no. There's no words for that fucking guy. He's literally an AHL. He doesn't. He, he has no effect on the game at all. The game like he's just out there. It's not even like he's affecting anything. He's just a fucking goon out there. He fucking might. He, he's such an easy, healthy scratch that if you're looking for offense one night, you just scratch him because. Honestly, he provides no fucking offense. He just sits in front of the net and puts back rebounds if they're ever there. And half the time, he's looking to fight somebody. So, with him, he's a fucking idiot. Don't like him. But the Wild look good. Wild look ready for the future. Obviously, Breezy's coming at the end of his career. Suter's coming toward the end of his career. But I think they'll be back next year a little bit stronger. Probably add in a couple more pieces, I'd say. And Cam Talbot looked really good. Proved that he was worth his contract this year. Hopefully, he can do that again next year. Because he really, he really stood up for the fucking Wild in this series. Really won them some games. So I'd say that team will be back next year. But as for the Vegas Avalanche series, I don't see the Vegas winning one 
I don't see them winning more than two games. So I'd say Avalanche are going to win this in five games. They're just going to suffocate them. Vegas will probably win one game in Vegas, but the Avs are going to fucking win every other game of the series that they play. Yeah, and they're, they're going to fucking kill them. All right, so from hockey, with all that bullshit going on, and just wa- I want to go back to the fucking Toronto series. Watching Game 7 tonight, what a shit show for Toronto. I feel I don't feel bad for them at all. It's, it's gotten to the point where it's like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. But as we talk about one sorry fucking team, we're going to talk about my fucking Baltimore Orioles. 14-game winning losing streak, tying the franchise record of losing streaks right now for the Orioles. 14 straight, and they've lost 20 of the last 22 games they have played. This is a fucking terrible stretch. Mind you, we were 15 and 15 at one point at the end of April, fucking right in the thick of it for the fucking first place of the AL East. One game out of fucking, I think it was Boston at the time. I think they still are there. And now we're fucking back in the basement where we fucking belong. And they gave me hope, and now they just stripped it away. Only only fucking good signs this year so far are is Mancini's basically comeback player of the year season. Fucking so far, 11 home runs, 42 RBIs, leads the majors. He's hurt right now, so he's probably going to lose that lead. But he's leading the majors, and he's batting 278 right now. You gotta love that. I fucking love how Mancini's playing. I just love it. And the only other person helping him on the fucking line in the lineup is fucking Cedric Mullins. He's batting he's batting three hundred right now. He's got seven home runs on the year and fourteen RBIs. So not much of a help, but he's still helping them fucking win. When they thought were winning. And the only other bright spot on the team is fucking John Mean. He's got a sub two ERA. He's fucking four and zero on the year. He's got like fucking like 74 strikeouts right now. But that's, those are the only three bright spots on this fucking team. Our fucking batting and pitching is so bad other than those three players, it is ridiculous. And when the bats are working, the pitching isn't. The other night, fucking, they lost to the Nationals like 13-10. to 10 Because the fucking bats are finally there, but the pitching fucking suck. And then then today, they lost to the Twins 3-2. The pitching was finally there. And fucking George Lopez, Jorge Lopez, whatever the fuck you want to call his name, finally had a good start on the year. And the fucking Orioles wasted it, only scoring two fucking runs. Fucking pisses me off. This fucking team is so fucking ridiculous. I can't. Let's just read off some of the uh, pitchers. Dean Kremer, 0-6 on the year. ERA is fucking like basically to the moon. He's like in the 12s. They finally sent his his ass down the AAA. Thank fucking God. You have Matt Harvey, who's fucking 3-6 on the year. His ERA is fucking like 6.5 right now. And he every time he pitches, it's it's a fucking a shit show. Fucking maybe a good couple innings and it's fucking batting practice. Throwing meatballs at players, hitting fucking home runs out of the park. Base hits in the fucking every side of the field you can imagine and fucking giving up t- a shit ton of runs. Tanner Scott, he's just okay. Coming out of the bullpen, his ERA is a bit under 4. Other than that, really not much of a home about him. He, he's fucked up a couple uh, couple games for us. Lost his couple of games. Hector Valdez, sub ERA, his ERA is sub four. He's looking not bad, but still could be better. Not as bad as some of the other guys. Bruce Zimmerman's a fucking idiot. I don't like him at all. His ERA is sub six right now, and I just can't fucking stand him. He's I fucking hate how he pitches, but we have to fucking deal with him because our fucking young guys in the minors right now in AAA, I'd rather keep them there for now, for next year, instead of 
fucking bringing him up now and having them fucking waste their careers right now. Then going back to fucking Jorge Lopez, he's 1-7 on the year. His ERA is sub-6 right now, which will probably go back up to fucking 6 pretty soon. But he had a good performance today against the Twins. Got fucking wasted because the bat's going to wake up. Lost 3-2. to two. What are you going to fucking do? I'm glad he finally had a good start. Cole Solcer. His ERA is just above 2. He's the only... He's the only fucking arm out of the bullpen that's actually performing well, and I actually like him right now. So we're not going to shut on him too much, but just going to say, I love him. As for Lacken Sr., that guy, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Lacken Sr., he is just a shit show. His ERA is sub-8. He looks like a fucking ass can every time he's out there, and I just can't stand him. He fucking pisses me off. I, I hate seeing whenever the Warriors bring him in. It just ah, it pisses me off. Then you got Adam Plutko, who's a fucking idiot too in his own right. His fucking ERA is sub-5. Every time he steps on the fucking mound, it's an automatic home run for the other team, and we're fucking down even more. It's sad when fucking Stevie Wilkerson is the guy who fucking goes in and pitches, and he's pitching better than you. He's a position player. That's how bad it's gotten with the fucking Orioles. I, just, I can't stand him. I literally just can't fucking stand that guy at fucking all. But in other news, fucking Yankees blew another game today. They lost 3-1 to one of the Rays. Fucking looked terrible watching a bit of that game too. I just could not stand the way they were playing, and they looked fucking awful. Um, and then Houston routed Boston 11-2. Little fucking little good side notes. But going into the NBA now, the Celtics are down 3-1. to one. That series is over. But what's interesting to talk about is a Celtics fan got arrested for throwing a bottle at fucking Kyrie Irving. Now, here's my take on it. Did Kyrie Irving step on the logo and stomp his feet and scrape his feet? Yes, he did. Does he deserve to get a bottle thrown at him? No. That doesn't deserve... It's more, that's more of a thing where you yell about him on social media and everything goes about it. No racist remarks, nothing like that, because you can't say that stuff in this day and age. So, the fan getting arrested, that's probably worth it, because if you throw anything in a stadium, you're going to get arrested anyway, not, let alone the fact about this. But the fact that race was brought into it once. We don't know what that guy was thinking, but looking at it, you got to think that the guy saw him scrape his feet on the Celtics logo. And I'm lucky, really. And he threw the ball at him because he was pissed off about that. What do you expect? So, I don't know. Whatever. Fucking NBA sucks. Celtics are going to be out of it pretty soon. I'm going to be done reporting on it. Fucking thank God. Um, other than that, this has really been the first podcast. We're going to come up with uh, new topics. This, this is probably going to be a weekly podcast. We're going to come out with new topics every week. Try to get things lively. Probably going to do a report on the Stanley Cup playoffs every week. And then combine with an Orioles episode maybe every week, bi-weekly with the Orioles. Because they fucking lose every game anyway. So there's no point in reporting losses. So other than that, I'd like to thank you for listening to the first ever episode of Backyard Hotcakes. I hope you continue to listen, listen. I hope you're still listening now. Hopefully, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. But we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this adventure takes us. And we'll see how many listeners we get eventually. And we'll see where this goes. So that's an episode. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next one.